Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I love to go back and rewrite how history could have been through, you know, ethnic foods. Sorry, international foods. My bad. <laughs> how dare you? You monster. I know. Uh, it's not even... That's not even considering what else is in this episode. That's not that bad. We are we are not alone. We are joined by Brian Brian Green once again, a uh, friend of the show. Brian, how are you doing? Y- y'all can see me. You can see me. I can't see I- you I've right now. Been here, I- I've been here this whole time uh, since the last time I was on. But now that we're in widescreen, you can see me. I'm at, I was behind. I was in the black. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you were, you were with the crew just off at the edge of the screen. That's about exactly. as that's about as subtle as the jokes they make in this episode about the widescreen. <laughs> I definitely did ask to be on this episode just so I could make that joke. I'll say that. You did You did ask to be. I want to make this very clear <laughs> right away. Brian specifically requested to be on this episode. And he, the words, I'm the very words, I'm going to quote you. The words were, I wanted to be on for the first HD episode, which I remember being pretty good. Ooh, I, no. that, that's why I said I remember and uh, pretty the, lots of qualifiers. Cool, I guess there is a there's some qualifiers there. I just you set up you. I mean, I don't know if this was your intention, but it did set up an expectation in me where I'm like, well, maybe it is pretty good. If Brian remembers it being pretty good. Sorry, I disappointed you. It's, you didn't disappoint me, Brian. OK, it's, <laughs> oh, the, it's the Simpsons, which I'm very used to at this point. Hi, hello, friends. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month gain access to all our bonus podcasts, for $5 a month gain access to uh, all that, plus new episodes early and uncut, plus old episodes that have fallen off the main feed, uh, slightly remastered. The best deal in podcasting. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Well, fantastic. I'm so sorry it's this episode, but, you know, <laughs> great. It, it could be way worse, but okay? This, is, this episode is, like, not, it's not... It's not racist, you know? Yeah, like the but past. That's true. It could be much worse. It could be much worse. Uh, and I think I've said this name before. So maybe he's coming back or I don't know. Anthony DeBrule, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. I'll say I'll thank Thanks, you again. Anthony. Oh, Brian's. Ch- I mean, you got a free thank you from Brian, Anthony. All right. That's that was that's not even part of the deal. You got one anyway. This episode is Take My Life, Please, episode L-A-B-F-O-1, new production run, first HD episode. Originally aired February 15th, 2009, written by Don Payne, directed by Stephen Dean Moore. I want to I want to call this out. This episode's uh, Don Payne was nominated for a Writers Guild of America Award uh, in 2010 for writing this episode. I wonder if uh, what would have happened if he had won that award. Maybe like we could stare into some sauce and find out. I, I I only really like we've gone over this before about like all these nominations that the Simpsons get for animation and writing when their episodes are crap. They're terrible. <laughs> They're not exemplary writing in any way. But I wanted to mention this time because the only things that were nominated for writing and animation by the Writers Guild in 2010 were Simpsons episodes. Oh, wow. What were the I other wonder ones? how they won then. Uh, the other ones are the birds and the bees. Uh, in which oh, an epi- that's 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 a, a, a gentle reminder to our listeners. That's the episode where B calls uh, Bumblebee Man and Uncle Tom. Uh, oh, I just, so there, there's e- Eeny Teeny Maya Mo, Gone Maggie Gone, and Wedding for Disaster. Those are the other some, all Simpsons episodes. No, literally no other show even got nominated. Oh. <laughs> I, I think this is the best of those episodes. I'll say from what I remember. 
not, I don't trust your memory anymore, Brian. I'm sorry. I'm, All I'm, right, really, that's fine. I'm, I really am sorry. All I know uh, is that Eeny Teeny Mayamo is, uh, it's something. Can't wait for it. I'm really excited now. Uh, this episode received a 3.8 rating with 6.7 million viewers. The chalkboard gag as part of the new introduction. This is the first time we get the new introduction, the one that is basically used every time now. Or sort of used every time because now they sometimes they cut it down to the bone and never use it at all. They just say The Simpsons and then we cut right to an episode because there's even more commercials nowadays than there was back in 2009. Um, but we get a chalkboard gag. HGTV is worth every cent. Sure is. I mean, I agree. I did not get my first high definition television until 2010. So the year after this, I got my first. Uh. I'd gotten mine in like 2000, 2008, I think. I was in college at the time. Matt had one in 2002. Always. In <laughs> fact, I actually uh, went into the future and sent back my younger self a better one. That's what Matt did. <laughs> Matt, Matt looked into the pasta sauce and he changed. Um, <laughs> we're going to get a lot of mileage out of that. The couch gag. The Simpsons travel around the world into outer space to find the couch. The new plasma television that displays the credits probably falls off the wall when they find the couch and ride it in. To through the atmosphere into their house. I want to make this clear. This episode does not start until a minute and 56 seconds in. It's a long time, Robbie. <laughs> it's a long, long couch gag. Long, long couch, long intro, long couch gag. So it's two minutes. We, it, we don't, there's no Simpsons until two minutes in, uh, just to start. I just, I, I just like, it just struck me. I'm like, wow. There really isn't much Simpsons in this Simpsons episode, is there? They really cut it to the bone. Uh, you think with that, with less amount of time, they try and get to the point a little bit faster, or get to a point at all? <laughs> You'd think, but no, 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 of course not. The episode begins with the Springfield Wall of Fame, the Simpsons family visiting the Springfield Wall of Fame, which is, I guess, where they put plaques of famous Springfield residents. Okay, that makes cer certain kind of sense. Um, we get. There's some background gags here. Uh, it feels like they really are trying to make use of the HD and like throw in some extra stuff. It's uh, so blatant. It's distracting, honestly. I could. I have a like. I'm gonna. I don't. There. I have some questions, and I don't know why they don't really matter. But why is Hank Scorpio on the Springfield Wall of Fame? Uh, because, because he, he made us work there. Uh, he made a very large donation to a uh, to one Homer Simpson in the form of the Denver Broncos. I just that was just a tax write off. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like everything on HBO Max, apparently, or I guess not. On oh, oh, too soon, <laughs> right? Too soon. Don't worry. I, 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 I'm, I'm already sad about it. I got a big jokes about it now, so I'm not sad anymore. <laughs> just, all it does is make me more sad. Um, I just point this out. Like this feels like I don't know. This is the thing I make. I criticize the show literally now in the year 2022. In the past season, like. They just throw in references to old episodes that don't make any sense. Like, mm -hmm. Hank Scorpio never set, never set foot in Springfield. He lived in a different town. He was a, a, a Bonds-esque, you know, villain. But he never was in Springfield. It doesn't make any uh, sense. Well, Springfield... Okay, Springfield once claimed to be birthplace of the Beatles, so they're, they'll ride on the coattails of someone famous. Why are you, def why are you defending Al Jean? Brian, I, I'm I'm just citing precedent, you know. Okay, fair enough. Um, th There's but, an episode where Homer or Lisa and Bart high five over citing precedent, so I, I demand a high five, please. No, not giving you it. Okay. 
not happening. Uh, they're here. They're here to honor everyone. They're there to go and honor uh, someone's new plaque being added, which is a person we've never heard before. I've heard of before. His name is Vance Connor. Uh, for being a guy, I don't know. It does better than Homer and everything. He doesn't seem like he's done anything that special. He's just like a person. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. Bobby, we went over this. He's better than Homer. That's all that matters. I. That he's got is a good smile. He's he, charming. I really. I. I and his eyes really are that green, Robbie. I. I. I guess. I. Yes. I know. I just. He just doesn't. <laughs> if you're gonna make it a like. Okay, we're not. I'm. I'm not even. We're not even there yet. Okay, I gotta. I gotta pace myself. So, we do. We do discover like as uh, Vance is being introduced. Everyone loves Vance. Uh, we get a list of his achievements, which aren't. He's a businessman. He's nice. He's handsome. I guess he does. I don't know. He doesn't even look handsome by Simpson standards. So I don't know uh, what's happening here. Um, but it's mostly all this is just to tell us that he's more successful than Homer. He was the class president in Homer's senior class that Homer ran against, which is a fact we've literally never heard of before and makes zero sense in context of anything we know about Homer Simpson in high school. Can I what, like what? Why can any can you tell me either of you? Why did Homer run for class president? That's a because, good question. <laughs> uh, he's an idiot. That, no, but that it. Like, this is a bare, minimal expectation of something for them to lay out in this episode. Like, tell me why Homer did this. Okay, here's the thing. I once jokingly ran for class president when I was in high school, uh, and I got kicked out of the election because I uh, had some inflammatory uh, posters that said something about my my opponent, who was a very good friend of mine, uh, ate babies. (laughs) And so, like... So like a young Brian once did, he I think Homer did it for the memes, you know? I don't Brian. Again, I really do appreciate you trying to defend this. <laughs> but th- again, this that is reasons you came up with. And any reason <laughs> that that any reason that we either any of us, any three either either me, you or Matt would come up with are is exactly that. It is what we came up with. It is our answer for why. The show, it is not our obligation to fill in why things happen in the show. <laughs> it is the writer's obligation. But regardless, Homer ran for class president once. We've never heard about it, but now he has. Uh, he ran against Vance, and uh, Homer's really upset about it still. He still holds a grudge. Apparently 22 years later, which we mentioned later, that Homer is 40 years old, apparently, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. I don't check like, out. It just like that's we're that, thirty nine. We're thirty nine. If he could be seventeen, theoretically, I would. I would wager that Homer is was older than eighteen when he was a senior in high school, considering how stupid. Oh, almost certainly got left back a few times. Yeah, exactly. But whatever. Um, but he's at least thirty nine, if or or forty, um, which is older than normal canon of how old Homer is. They don't care. Uh, get used to that statement, guys. Uh. Actually, uh, Homer couldn't have graduated late because Vance Connor is 10 days younger than him. Oh, my God. See, we caught him. (laughs) Vance Connor is 10 days younger than Homer. He was class president. And this is where we get our first flashback. Um, Typically, like uh, how normal flashbacks happen in The Simpsons, where uh, they just kind of we get a little wavy wavy lines and boom, we're (laughs) in the past. 
Um, I could really go for like some like I don't know maybe some chili or you know like a maybe a goulash or maybe a soup or oh actually no here it is here it is like a pasta sauce that we could look into and see this flashback that would make this perfect. So we get a flashback <laughs> to Vance and Homer's speeches as they are running for class president. So under my reign as vice president, we sent three mathletes to the state finals. All of the 10th graders' lima beans germinated. Yeah! Yeah, you should be proud. So if you want to build on that, vote for me, and you will all advance with Vance! Now I'm going to throw it back to a guy who, in my opinion, is the classiest principal in the business, Principal Dondelanger. Ladies, I've seen him up close, and yes, his eyes are that green. Our next candidate is uh, Homer Simpson. Please hold your applause forever. My fellow Wildcats, my name is Homer Simpson. There are many reasons why I, uh, I, uh, I... You know what? I spent all night working on that speech, but now I realize the best thing to do is speak from my heart. So, uh, I feel that, fellow wildcats, Webster defines, uh, in the words of Ted Nugent, you, uh, school spirit, next card, the future. I've never heard a speech so bad. Ten days detention. No fair. Anyone who votes for Vance gets a half day tomorrow. Mm, half day, eh? That's over for you. Oh, half day. Well, maybe maybe I'll do it then. I mean, <laughs> I would vote. I'd do it. Yeah, half day. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, you know, that, that's just how uh, it is in high school because, you know, who cares about you know, who your class president is? I, I mean, it looks good on a, a college application. That you were class president. That's all. That's really all that matters. But that only matters to the class president. Um, okay. This is a. This is like this is setting up. Okay. Homer resents Vance because Vance was class president because Vance is clearly more capable, smarter than Homer, better giving speeches in high school at least, um, and certainly was liked more. People were cheering for him, hooting, hollering. Donnellinger himself liked Vance more, but. Remember, I, was, I I told Brian before we started recording that I was going to hammer away at any any interest he had in this episode whatsoever. So this is me starting at this. This episode makes no sense every step along the way. It makes it has the shape and it, it is a trick. This whole episode is a trick. It tries to fool you into thinking that this makes sense. That this is an episode about Homer feeling. That uh, he's all he's not liked as any as as much as Vance, and it represents that his whole life could be better if certain things went his way. But he's clearly not as good as Vance, right here. This if the, we are positive right at this moment, they're running for class president against each other. Homer is clearly not good at giving speeches. He's not prepared, uh, and he doesn't seem to know what. Or why he's even running for class president. The only way this makes sense as a plot is if Homer was as capable as Vance, but lost because of Dondelinger's, you know, machinations. Yeah, because we'll find out the reason why Homer lost, and it's incredibly stupid. <laughs> I mean, the only, I mean, it's incredibly stupid because it has to cover for all of this nonsense. 
you can't have it both ways. Homer can't be a bumbling idiot and then be upset that he lost for his uh, lost a race for class president, despite the fact he would have won because of a very stupid reason. It doesn't build on anything. These are just it's just a bunch of building blocks thrown on a table. They're not assembled in any order. This this clip, sure it is it 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 lets us feel oh Homer doesn't like Vance because Vance reminds him of his inadequacy. But that's not what this episode's about. This episode is about how if Homer had one class president, he would have had a better life. Why does it have the inadequacy stuff at all? It does it has nothing to do with it. You're not wrong there, Robbie. You're 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 starting to chip away. I see, I, I, I see what you're saying. I, yeah. I, so okay. So we come back to the modern day, <laughs> present day, back at the Wall of Fame. Homer is uh up having just re- regaled his family with this the story. He's upset, and he wants to prove that maybe Vance is actually hiding that he's miserable. That Vance is hiding some secret that that is actually and he's faking all his he Vance seems very happy right now at the Wall of Fame ceremony. He's nice to everyone, he's talking to everyone, complimenting people. Um seems like a lovely man. Which is the other another big problem is I immediately like Vance. Vance seems like a nice guy. He really mm-hmm. does. It's, it's like you you should you should probably at least not like him or, or see a reason to not like him. But that's not what they give us at all. Like he reminds me of the the happiest guy in springfield from hurricane Nettie. yeah i think he has the same voice even are you trying to tell us that hank azaria has only a set amount of voices brian and that we only a set amount of voices but yeah but he's also talking about smiling he's like oh there's a bigger smile under this smile Uh, like i don't know i feel like there's an alternate version of the script where this could have been the happiest guy in springfield i mean that's what you but that's what it would that when Homer implicates us as oh he's actually hiding something he's actually not this happy he would have to be that for this to make any sense but instead we just get no Vance is actually a very nice man and he has a happy life and he's successful and there's nothing again he's perfectly fine and Homer in contrast seems miserable Homer is holding a grudge from 22 years ago I mean Homer's an it idiot like a whole so thing of course to do. he is Homer is an idiot I but I I do want to I I. Okay, this is my uh, first of multiple questions I have for both of you. At any point in this episode, do you feel sorry? Do you feel empathy or sympathy for Homer? No, because he's just wailing horribly uh, for no particular reason. Brian, anything? Uh, A little. I think a little bit, but, you know, like, as I said, you are starting to chip away a little bit. I'm starting to think, oh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe maybe he's uh, he didn't deserve to win this election. Well, it's it's that I'm like I certainly have, at no point I'm rooting for Homer, and that's the thing where you want to you know uh, I will say in this episode uh, one of the night good things about this is that Homer does feel relatively human in it. He is not a captain. He's not most of the time. He's not Captain Wacky. He is not a, impervious to harm or trauma. He he actually feels emotions, which is something. I'll give him that. That's something. Um, but I don't. I'm not rooting for him at any point in this episode. I don't know what to root him root for him. There's like literally they don't give him an action. Like what is what is there that Homer can do to make his life better or to improve upon things? They don't really give him a plan. Um so Homer's angry that Vance isn't miserable, that Vance is just happy. And we cut to Moe's, which has a sign outside that says now in HD. I think that's cute. That's fine. 
it was very brief. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, I, I think it would have been. I think what what they could have done there is they could have like explained away the sign. Like it'd be like, oh, this is a little metatextual reference, and then but you see like Mo is like has installed a new HDTV. I don't know. Yeah, he has a new flat screen. He has a new plasma. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Mo and but the rest of the guys are there. They they all like Vance too. Mo even has a cocktail made in Vance's honor. Um, that Homer didn't. That that Homer turns down. Um, at Homer at this point has. I don't know if he says this in exact words, but he thinks his lost advance ruined his life. Yeah, because if he'd been class president, things would have just totally gone different for Homer, apparently. But it's this where, like, this is one of the reasons why I can't root for him is like, well, Homer, you have it feels like like this feels like a counterpoint to like a to Homer's enemy or Frank, you know, where Frank Grimes is like, you have like an incredible life. You have three three incredible children you have a, a beautiful wife you have a gigantic house you have a well-paying job or well-paying enough job you know i don't like what are you upset about and homer's like no nah, i didn't win class president so my life is terrible um this is where we get the first <laughs> i don't know if i should call it a twist yeah i don't know what twist is kind of strong I, it's, it is a it's a it's a it's a it's like a slight curve in the plot it's a gentle curve. It's not a twist. It's not like a plot twist. It's a gentle curve um, where Lenny and Carl uh, seem a little suspicious and eventually fess up about something weird that went on with the, the election back in high school. Why did you just exchange that look of guilt? Lenny, uh, I think it's time for us to come clean. About how we give each other haircuts? No, we'll take that secret to our graves. I'm talking about, uh, you know. All right. <clears throat> Listen, Homer, something weird happened back in high school. Teenage Carl and I were walking down the hallway when... You two, I want you to take this box and bury it in the woods. The true results of this election must never be known. Tell you what, we'll do it under one condition. Our parents want us to go to college, but with a bad enough recommendation from you, we can stay here and party. Okay, let's screw this up and it's Carnegie Mellon University for the both of you. So there's a chance I actually won. I gotta dig up that ballot box. Just let it go, Homer. El Gore? Homer, I had a presidential election stolen from me, but I moved on, and I think you could say everything worked out all right. Isn't that right, Alfred? It sure is, Albert. Hmm. <laughs> I I I can't abide by that. I cannot. <laughs> Robbie, you don't like Al Gore's stunning, uh, fun cameos. Uh, I okay. First question: Why is Al Gore in Springfield at Moe's? He's visiting Gerald Ford, but Gerald Ford had something to do that evening, like a, some sort of a commitment. So uh, there, Al Gore it, went to the bar. It, it's, it's just it's just like the, a cascading of questions of like, why is Al Gore in Springfield? Why is Al Gore <laughs> at Moe's of all places? Like there's of all the places Al Gore could go at night to enjoy nightlife in Springfield. He chooses a dive bar filled with miscreants. He wants to be with the people. And then this the, I, I him Al Gore, oh, look, I got my medal. Who cares if I just rolled over at the merest sign that maybe an election was stolen? Who cares about democracy? 
Um, and to make that joke in 2009. Okay. Um, that, uh, I, I cringed at that joke real hard. <laughs> like, knowing what we know now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But regardless. Also, my heart of hearts, Lenny and Carl both have doctorates. That's, that's, I think the, they have master's degrees. Oh, master's, not doctorates? They didn't get it? I thought one of them had a doctorate. Did I imagine that? I know they have master's, at least. I, they're masters. Okay, they have masters. That's what I'm like. Well, like, they, they work at the power plant with master's degrees. That's can, are we just ignoring that part of canon too? We don't care the continuity. Eh, who cares? Right? Yeah. Did someone? Yeah. Not, they didn't watch that episode when they before they wrote this. Uh, what, what episode is that, Robbie? I'm not. We're not. It, it could be your favorite episode of all time. Yeah, it, would, it certainly couldn't be the best episode of television ever written. Um, so. <laughs> Carl revealed to Homer after all these years that the ballot original ballot box for a class presidency election in 1975 or whatever it's supposed to be 1974 they play rock the boat which is from 1974 in the uh, intro it has to at least be 77 because uh 22 uh, years yes he had his uh, he, uh Homer had his campaign poster and said jaws and star wars agree Oh, that's true, yeah. He does say 22 years I ago. Like, I like that sign a lot. I like the, the Jaws and Star Wars Agree sign. I don't believe it, Brian. That's the most ridiculous. I've never, I would never believe you would think that you would, that you enjoy <laughs> that sign. You. Um, so Homer forces Lenny to go dig up the ballot box. Okay. I'm surprised to remember where it is after all these years. Twenty, Yeah, 22 years have passed and Lenny remembers precisely where it is. Uh, not only that, he buried they they don't actually count out they don't dig up dig up the ballot box. They dig up a different box that tells them where the other ballot box is, which is directly beneath that box. Which comes that brings up a second question I have for both of you. How many times did you laugh at this episode? Oh, I laughed to? at I laughed <laughs> at Jaws. Star Wars agree. I also uh, laughed at later on uh, the uh, white. Uh, he, he doesn't even know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Don't open this one again. Why does he think Alfred is friends with Batman? I like that joke. So twice, Brian, is that your answer? Uh, ish. I'll, I I probably laughed at a couple other things here and there, but those are the ones that like that really stick out to me. Okay. I brought, Matt, you laughed zero times, I presume. I don't recall laughing at all. I think I <laughs> smiled at the whole Batman thing because it makes no sense whatsoever. It has no point in the episode. <laughs> yeah see brian you have the you get the the you get to just hop in here while uh -huh. matt and i have to endure week in week out and i don't think we get enough recovery time between episodes when we're doing weekly episodes i just don't think we have enough like time to it's like running a marathon every week and you know you gotta let your toenails regrow well thank you for your uh thank you for your service robbie <laughs> yes i know I'm just, I did not laugh. I did not laugh at any point in this episode. I, I, I felt, I don't know, like, it's things like that where I go, that is a joke, is where they go to Lenny digging up a box that points to the other box, which is directly below that box. They needed six more seconds of content. They, okay, why do, why do we need a <laughs> scene where they dig up a box? Because they need to find the other box. That's, but that's been like, you can literally <laughs> just cut to them in the kitchen with the box and have a, a brief line where they say, 
I'm glad, you know, Lenny or with Lenny standing there with a shovel and you go, oh, I get it. Yeah, they could have done that. Yeah. Um, so they dug up the ballot box, the secret, the, the secret ballot box. <laughs> and uh, Lisa is counting up, the, tallying the votes on the kitchen table. And the winner is Homer Simpson. Yes, I'm senior class president. I get a parking spot if the assistant principal isn't using it. <laughs> Wait a second. If I'd been class president like I was supposed to, I'd be the one with the big mansion and the colored TVs and the hot wife. Hey. Marge, I still would be married to you, but you would just be hotter. Oh. Dad, just because you won a high school election doesn't mean your whole life would have been better. That's exactly what it means. And Don DeLinger took that life away from me. And the taking of a life is murder. And the punishment for murder is, well, it varies from state to state and by race. But I'm going to find Don DeLinger and tell him I know what he did last summer, 22 years ago, in the winter. No notes. Perfect. Yep. No notes whatsoever. <laughs> straight on. It's 22 years ago. I. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just every time I'm just like, what? I, 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 I'm like, okay. I, it is a, it's a puzzle. Now, it, like every week is a puzzle where I am. I've never seen any of these episodes. I have no memory of any of this. I have no idea what's going to happen in the episode. So I'm like, well, what is this episode going to be about? What are we going to do? And I'm like, well, it's clearly Homer. Like this is what I'm tracking at this point. We're almost ten minutes into an episode, and I think, okay, this is about Homer thinking that if he had won that election, his life would work out for the better. But after realizing that he truly, he technically did win the election, he'll find out actually it wouldn't make much of a difference in a lot of ways, and he's happy with his life. And he appreciates what he has again. He he reflects on the changes in his life over the years since high school and how actually being a class president would have changed anything. And he actually has a good blah, 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 blah. That's not what this episode's about. It's not what happens in this episode, not no. even a little bit. Nope. Um, and it, it's, listen, this clip just reminds me of that. It upsets me a little bit. Um, yeah, Homer's 40 years old in this episode or 39, depending on how you want to do it. Um, we got a commercial, nine minutes and 31 seconds. First act is so long. Very long first it act. It is long. Because when I was doing this episode, when I was doing the notes for it, I was like, wait, wait, we're almost 10 minutes in. Why? I thought that we're supposed to have you know four acts now. Oh, they just really shortened the last couple. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so Homer goes to confront Donnellinger, who is making <laughs> mean jokes at the golf course to a foursome he's not a part of because no one else will have him. Okay. I, um, can, because oh. of <laughs> Matt, what is what is this joke? They make a joke about his legs. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, a lot of old men have weird legs because they don't, you know, work them out. But that what? Like, that makes no sense. Look at the rest of him. He's huge. He would have to have normal size legs. I don't get it. He Dundlinger has little chicken legs, and they even it's. It's, it's, he, they even set this up because he's standing next to a random group of people golfing. He's hidden behind bushes. His legs are hidden behind bushes. <laughs> they block him so that you don't see his little chicken legs. And then the, like, so the setup is he's being mean 
to this random group of people because literally no one he has no friends and no one will play golf with him and the reveal is not that he's mean which would make any certain kind of sense the reveal is because he has chicken legs and then <laughs> like this is what i'm talking about like what is this this is not a it's not a joke like, I guess it's a joke, I guess, but it's not, it's joke, quote unquote joke. It's sneer quote joke. Like, what's the funny part of this? Is this the there best, is, is this the best you can do? <laughs> this is what we get? Yep, this that is, is what we get, Robbie, is, unfortunately. Like, multiple times in while I was watching this episode, I just wanted to yell out loud. I'm like, this is the first HD episode. You're going to get a lot of eyes on this. There's going to be a lot of people coming to watch the first episode in HD. Maybe put your best foot forward, you know? Oh, that's crazy, Robbie. Why, why would you just go something lazy? That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Chick chicken legs. This is what we get. Don Langer and chicken legs. Hmm? <sighs> it's okay, Robbie. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Because now, coming in at full speed is Homer and Bart on a golf cart. <laughs> mm. Yep. <laughs> We're going to go with uh, Homer sends Bart off to get himself a, uh, I believe, a Tom Collins and also one for Bart because he's not a girl. Oh, God, it hurts to say that. Anyway, so we find I, out what actually did happened. Did you notice, by the way, that Bart drives into a sand trap and then drives out through a water hazard? Yes. <laughs> I just, mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a weird thing to do and then not explore. <laughs> like, I don't, I, again, I don't, like, it's that, why is that there? No clue. Like, that, there no are so many moments in this episode that feel literally like it's the writers or and or animators were just entertaining themselves. Yeah, for sure. They're literally just like, I wanted to do this, so we do it. And it's just like, It'd be well. be really funny if Dondelinger had weird chicken legs, so I'm going to draw that. I don't like I like yes. I I mean ex explain wh why okay Matt why does Bart drive his golf cart into the water hazard into a pond effectively and does it come out the other side of the pond but instead comes out of a sand trap separated from the pond why oh because didn't you know Robbie underneath all ponds and sand traps there's just a little tunnel that they're connected so it's kind of like a a weird uh, wormhole system so anywhere on the golf course if you just drive deep enough into the water you'll find where it connects and then you can pop out anywhere else. It's like, it's, it's, it's like that uh that shortcut in that one Mario Kart track where you, you like you go under the ice and you, then you like end up in a cave. It's like that. I yep, exactly. It's just all this is just meaningless. It's just non nonsense. Like none <laughs> of the, none of this matters. None of this matters. None of it matters. You are correct, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, the whole virgin. We, also, the virgin Tom Collins. Like, what are you a girl? I I I. Uh, oh, I hate that. I hate that I line. Hate so I hate that much. I'm, I'm supposed to like Homer, right? Brian, you said you liked Homer in this. Oh, I never said I liked Homer. You said you were. You said you were. You had sympathy and empathy for Homer, and you were rooting that for him. Mean I liked him. <laughs> I generally like the things I root for. I am not. I don't root for things that I dislike. If you are rooting for things you dislike, we need to have some talk. I think maybe maybe with some other people around. <laughs> I, I believe that would be called an intervention but so we find out in another flashback told from don Dunlinger's perspective what exactly happened way back then 
No, Dundelinger, I want some answers. Very well. It's a fact I didn't like you, Simpson. Still don't. You lie. You love me. Whatever complex emotions I feel, they're not why I did what I did. There was another reason. Homer Simpson, what a loser. Hey, what if we got everyone to vote for him as a joke and he won? Then we could laugh at him all the way through high school and at every reunion. Go sports! So, this is the entire explanation. That's it. That's it. Donnellinger faked the election so that these guys would not be mean to Homer. I. So, here's the thing. As, <laughs> as a teacher... If I hear two kids like conspiring this thing, like oh we like I I hear two kids saying hey we should pick on this kid, you stop them from doing that. You you don't fake an election, like let them go through with it and then just fake the results of the election. You just stop the kids from doing the thing that they're planning on doing. Um, but <laughs> okay, but, but wait, let, let me hold hold you up just one second, Brad. Okay, right. Okay. The plot says you can't do that, though. Oh, is that so? Yeah, the plot, actually, they already wrote it this one way, and rewriting it, I don't know if you know this, it's really it's hard work. It, it takes is? a lot of time. It takes oh, like man, that does minutes. sound hard. It takes, like, you'd have to take, a, like, another work day. Like, one whole work day and rewrite a script. <laughs> would, you know? And we just can't do that. Not allowed. Nope. Definitely not allowed. But if, I mean, if I had my way, this whole this whole subplot is just gone. Like there did none of this matters. Like why is it? Why okay? Why is this in this episode about Homer feeling inadequate against about Vance? Why does this have anything to do with rigged elections and 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 protecting Homer from people making fun of him in some weird way? Like what does this matter? It's all it's all machinations of the plot to fill time. It is meaningless. This does that. This does nothing. This Donnellinger doesn't need to be in this episode. He, he doesn't. No, it does, this should be just Homer remembering things. It doesn't. He doesn't. You don't need him to go hunt down Dondelinger because theoretically, this is if you want to include Dondelinger in the present day, that would include that would make Homer having to get over this anger against Dondelinger and letting all this go. But he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't do that. Nope. We definitely don't do that because what happens next? Unfortunately, we move on. Uh, to Don Dillinger saying he would definitely do it all again and that uh, he's then going to sit under a tree and think about all the women he could have talked to but didn't. I'm Okay. Again. Matt. Matt. Joke? Another. Like, yes. Yes. This. I think that they think this is funny. But it's not. It's 30. They know that? It's like, it feels, okay, I don't really know how long it was. It felt like eternity. As we're watching Donnellinger toddle over to a bench under a tree with his chicken legs and sit down and then opine about women he never said hello to. It's so weird. So hilarious. <laughs> I'd forgotten it happened. And then, then you, then they got this, the the sense memory brought it back. I'm like, oh my, the trauma, the pain of watching. <laughs> like, why do I care about Dondelinger? This isn't Skinner or something. This is even Chalmers. Dondelinger is in what three episodes of The Simpsons? Yeah, four maybe at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's okay, Robbie. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah, we're moving on though. We're moving on. Uh, we see Homer 
at Luigi's. Uh, he's too sad to eat, which is a lot for Homer. I mean, when's the last time we saw Homer not eat something? Usually he just eats a little slower. Uh, Bart remarks that he Homer's he can see Homer's hands. They're not just a blur. So we know this is really serious. Oh, and this is where the episode takes a turn, let's just say. And you get to hear it with us. Oh, you're barely eating. Yeah, I can actually see your hands. They're not just a blur. I don't feel much like eating. I'll never know what would have happened if I had been class president. Oh, you could know if you dared. Huh? Who said that? In the kitchen is a man from the old country who works for me. He stirs the sauce. Hey, if he stirs the sauce just right, he can also see what might have been. As a rational skeptic, I find that hard to believe. Also, as a vegetarian, I hope there's not meat in that sauce. Any other orders of Mussolini? No, that's it. Watch this sauce. You see what I see? I see a hair. You see too much. Now watch the sauce of bubbling red and see the life you could have led. Okay. <clears throat> yes, I like to stir. Your new senior class president is... Uh, <laughs> Homer Simpson. Our president's a real loser. Yeah, a loser. Like us. He proves you don't have to be popular to have everyone like you. Homer, 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 Homer. Homer. I would have been a winner. Instead of some idiot spending a Saturday night staring into a ball of sauce. Why did fate do this to me? And this is where the episode takes the stupidest turn. Because, yes, they have just looked into a giant cauldron of uh, uh, some kind of marinara sauce. Or I should say tomato-based sauce. I don't know what it actually is. And seen what could have been. And it turns out Homer is right. Uh, he would have been lauded as class president, not laughed at as Don DeLinger and the jocks would have thought. Yep. It, yep. It, yep. it It's wild to me because I completely <laughs> forgot about this. Like when I texted Robbie, I said, Hey, uh, I, I can I be on this episode. I remember that one being pretty good. And not, and then I listened to y'all talk about this episode, like, like coming up, you were like, Oh yeah. Like there's something about sauce and spaghetti sauce. I'm like, Oh God, I forgot about the sauce. And like, I was like, Oh no, I'm mortified. Robbie's going to make fun of me for this. All the devices you could use. I, I have no problem with a, with an episode centered around Homer thinking about what might've been. What would my life be like if this thing happened instead of that thing happened? That is perfectly fine. It is a, it is used in fiction all the time in narratives all the time. And it's fine. If it's artfully done, it is perfectly fine. It can be used really it can be used very well to tell really strong stories about characters and show them and let them ref, like I said, reflect back on, oh, I, do I want this? What do I want on my life? I don't know. I'm at a turning point, crossroads, et cetera, et cetera. And I say this a lot, but they can literally do they they when they they are writing the episode, they decide what happens. They decide. You decide as you're writing. Oh, I want this to happen. I want this to be the. I want this to be the episode. I want these things to happen, Homer, for this reason. I I don't like. And I like. I thought back. I'm like. I think to uh, Lisa's wedding, um, where she 
goes to a, a random tent at a medieval fair, and a lady tells her her future. But in that instance, the lady is just telling her this stuff. Lisa is imagining it. We are seeing what Lisa is imagining. She's not literally looking at the pictures of what's happening. Everyone, You're right. Yeah. Ev- everyone on Earth has thoughts, and they see inside their own mind, and they imagine things. That's what happens when you read a book. You, you imagine, oh, this is what this scene means. This is what these things are. And it, everyone understands that. It's implicit being a human. Your imagination. You go, oh, yeah, that's what that is. You know how to imagine things. When someone's telling you a story, when you're sitting down with a friend and they tell you a story, you're imagining it. It's easy. You don't have to lay it out. It doesn't, it doesn't you know, break your suspension of disbelief because you understand what that means. When someone tells you a story, you imagine what's going on. The best storytellers make that process easy. Mm-hmm. But immediately, they don't have Homer by himself imagining what his life would be like if he won class president. No. They have the entire family stand around a giant, like Matt said, cauldron, like a witch, <laughs> a, like literally, like fantasy witch, like Macbeth, a giant cauldron filled with some sort of pasta sauce, some tomato sauce, with a man we've never met before, never see again, or who worked for Luigi, who can see alternate this is his power he can show you alternate pasts not even okay, what if i told you that he does show up again i'll be upset is what i'm gonna be brian if you tell me <laughs> well it's good because he doesn't show up again that i know of okay i certainly hope not <laughs> he's a terrible character he's just like literally it's like luigi is at least a like he leans into the fact that he's a, a stereotype oftentimes they make fun of the fact that he's a stereotype and and it's it, and I think it largely it, it works well enough. Um, he works in the same way Bumblebee and Man works, where you can play with the idea of how those characters were used all the time in old sitcoms and, and, and television and things like that. But then you have this other Italian man old, from the old world who has magic, apparently. He just has magic powers. Mm-hmm. We don't care. And when you have the whole family there... All indulging in magic. <laughs> it sounds silly when you say it that way, Robbie. Because that's what this is, Brian. Okay, there is that. That is what I see. Okay, everyone. If you wonder why I I get so frazzled during these episodes, it's because there is no no one explains this. This is just how I see it. Where I go, this is a family. The the Simpsons family are just engaging in magic together, and. You, and you're like, oh, to see Homer's alternate past. Why? If you really want to follow this conceit, you should have it be only Homer. And then when you have the whole family just wholeheartedly go, okay, I guess we can wash a pot of pasta sauce and see an alternate past of our, and, and in Bart and Lisa's case, their father in a, in Bart and Lisa, I'm going to lay this out. They're, they watch. They see an alternate past where Homer and Marge do not have them and are happier. That'll mess you up. They'd be traumatized for life, but we don't <laughs> care. No, why don't kids are tougher than that? Matt, 
maybe you're tougher than that. I am not. My parents did. My parents were angels. They were great. They raised me very well. And I'm still there's still did too. But I have no doubt they'll be happier without me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Matt, uh, Matt, as someone who works with children and some of which <laughs> whose parents do not want them. I can tell you, they are not that tough to hear that. No, <laughs> yes, no, they don't. You don't. Sorry you to make everyone sad. It's a weak but... generation. Oh no, this is what Matt is. This is what this we're right. we're reeling. Matt, everybody, we're Hi, pulling. The we're pulling the curtains back on Matt this week. I'm just this this whole bit where they just stare into the pasta sauce. It immediately makes me go. None of, this, none of this is real. None of this matters. Immediately breaks my suspension of disbelief. People call this out like, oh, the HDR is better. And, oh, it becomes more realistic. I'm like, yeah, Homer's more realistic. And so they stare into a, pot of, a so- pasta sauce to look into the past. Why can't Homer just imagine this? Because I it, I feel like I have to explain the concept of magical realism, and like it is in it, which is a tall task. I cannot do that in one episode of the Simpsons show to be, to, to be perfectly honest. There's a long legacy of what magical realism means and what it is as a genre and how you add it to stories to make them feel exciting. Like Lisa's wedding is magical realism. Uh, mysterious voyage of Homer is magical realism. You know, the talking coyote, all that magical realism. When you have the entire family just indulging in magic as if it's real, there is no magical realism anymore. This is just magic. This is a Treehouse of Horror story now. This is not real. They might as well have Kosa Kang walk through the door in the, of the Italian restaurant of Luigi's. How, how far are we from that episode, by the way? Uh, quite a ways, man. It's quite a ways. Uh, okay. Seasons, yeah. yeah it's, we, have, we have a while to go. Um, I just want to lay this out right now. This, is, this, this breaks this episode for me immediately. You t- people say, "Oh, I like people are pretty nice in the in our comments and news group." Brian, yourself say, "Oh, I don't mind this episode. This episode is fu- it's like it's not terribly offensive. I'll say that it's not racist or anything like that. Uh, not there's not no one no one gets called an Uncle Tom, but it, it's just the, the I I don't I literally don't know how they expect this to work." Okay, I have a question for you. Uh, would you prefer this or would you prefer? The uh, the framing gag for um, Bart to the Future, where he's at the Indian Casino and the uh, the Native American man shows him his future in the fire. Bart of the Future, one thousand percent. Okay, I was I, I just I I look at it, I. That's also not that pr- episode has some problematic Native American jokes, and so I'm just like, okay, that's, I'm like not saying that that's still not, that's still not good, but it is uh-huh. better. At least in this, okay. in the way that it uses the storytelling device of only Bart and this one other man see this stuff. When it, you uh-huh. isolate it to a single character, or at least a character and a storyteller, which is what they do in Lisa's wedding, which I think is the perfect ideal, because honestly, you don't, only Lisa really experienced that. The storyteller, the fortune teller lady just disappears after mm. the, that. So there is this element of, you can say, oh, well, only Lisa experienced that. Maybe it actually didn't happen. There is that. That is that is a part, an element of magical realism in that there is this question of there is magic that wanders through our world, and you can experience it randomly and get it. And and oftentimes it's used as storytelling devices to show people parts of themselves to reflect back on reality, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't work the same way when you have an entire family indulging in this stuff and just acknowledging that this is real. That is what they do. They just go, this is real. 
Why? Why? Okay. My uh, follow up question. Why does every they at no point, at no point in this whole episode, do they ever question if the man with the the visions in the pasta sauce is like if this is real stuff? They just go, "Yep, that's true." Lisa starts out being skeptical, but then that's completely forgotten, and everyone's like, "Oh no, this is the thing that happens." All right, that's cool. <laughs> um, are we? I mean, how a... could you fake that? That's some pretty uh, advanced special effects. I would say it's like, oh, we I slipped we slipped them LSD. That's the way you would. That's the way I would explain it away. You would say <laughs> they got slipped LSD, so it's a collective hallucination. Um, are we at Love a commercial? for their son and daughter. Are we at a commercial, Matt? Is that? We are at a commercial, yes. Okay. We come back from commercial 13 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, this is We're just seeing into the past now. Homer in high school as a class president. Um, Homer is... I, I, I think this is them trying to do this, where Homer... Oh, Homer suddenly is a better person because people like him. Uh, because he's presented with a lot of options and choices he would have as a class president. And he's very decisive and and not necessarily like any more intelligent but it seems like he has more confidence uh which we we have seen this before homer with confidence is a dangerous person um and we get a little fake out here where he thinks homer is gonna he get, homer gets a lot of attention from some ladies including who i think is maude flanders yep okay uh he but he, he's not interested in them he wants to go to the prom with debbie pinson has debbie pinson been mentioned before in an she old... has actually. Okay. Yes, she has. There's one episode where Homer gets a, a phone call and he's like, "Who is this? Debbie Pinson, who was the homecoming queen in high school?" Okay. I mean, I'm I just I wasn't sure. I'm glad that Matt the encyclopedia remembers. Um, <laughs> so, because well, I said it, Homer asks. Uh, Homer wants to ask Debbie Pinson to the prom and does, and she says yes because he's the class president and. I, Even I, though she's engaged to the the quarterback, I, Brian, <laughs> are are you have you seen switched to Team Robbie? Is that what's happening? Because you're a little bit. Yes. You're making my case. <laughs> so I still I still don't hate this episode because I've seen some. Like, I've seen Kill the Gator and Run. I've seen Oh God, Day, Days of Wine and Dozes. Uh, I, I mean, those I've are. All, some, I mean, yeah, those are terrible. I won't. Um, I mean, atrocious. Like I don't know. Like they're 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 affronts against humanity, honestly. So, but Homer, yeah, Debbie Pinson is like sure, and like this is the thing where the, all this feels to me as if this was Homer imagining it because it's so ridiculous, it's so absurd. Everything is going Homer's way. Everything is perfect. So you, this feels like this would be Homer imagining what his life would be like as class president because it, everything would be great. And then maybe you would introduce an element where he does see into this past and it's not as good. But they don't – there's no counterpoint. It is just Homer being great in the past. Um, so Homer takes Debbie to the prom and then – and we and before that, we do see Marge as a high school student – opining after homer because she i mean if he's confident he's in in a place of power i I could see her noticing him but without having the detention storyline you know if if we're like diverting you know at this point and because homer becomes president he doesn't get detention that day and they don't meet a detention I, i can understand her noticing him before that is that what this episode's about Brian? No, it's not. But I'm then why include it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
I'm not saying that this is bad. I'm saying that it's unnecessary. It adds nothing. It means nothing to the whole greater point. So Homer, Marge wants Homer. And then we get a scene where Homer at the prom just dumps Debbie and and then hooks up with Marge. Yep. Like you do. Like you do. <laughs> I can't with this. It's so absurd. It's so stupid. Um, Rude for Homer, huh? The guy who dumps some person at just on a moment, on a whim? I don't like you anymore. I like Marge now. Why? What did Marge do? <laughs> Nothing. The whole reason he liked Marge. Like, it's so insane. Um, so Marge and Homer now are together, happy uh, for, I guess, prom. It's not like they spend a lot of time together. They literally are, are cut like an hour or two at prom. They leave. Um, they're close now. I guess, uh, inexplicably, everyone likes Homer, even Patty and Selma. <laughs> uh, and Patty isn't gay. Oh. Not this, oh my god, this this made me so mad. It's so stupid. I was so mad. <laughs> I hated this so much. Well, I, again, what is this? This is the first time where I where Matt Matt typed in her notes, but it really is like, what is this? What is this episode? This is the first time where I go, what is this? What are we doing? Pasta sauce. And now we're in, into an alternate un- alternate reality, alternate past. Are so, And what this episode is positing, that if Homer won, the only difference, if, if one of the differences is if Homer won class president, somehow Patty isn't gay now. Even Patty is a teenager at this point, or maybe an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. she's, uh, I think they were, sm- like, I think they were adults when, and uh, the way we was. Yeah, that's like early. 20, yeah, young adults. Um, okay, so that's great. Uh, Simpsons writers. I like. I don't. I, I don't like. What is this? Like, why is wh- like? Why is it like the the gag is Homer's life? Homer is so more attractive as a class president, despite the fact that and Patty and Selma have never met him before, don't know who he is. That it makes Patty not gay. Yeah, yeah, it's very bad. Um, That's a problem. (laughs) uh, But there's more. It's more. It's more inexplicable. You ready, guys? That's not. I mean, there's all of this is inexplicable um, because uh, we get Homer taking March back to her house. They're kissing and everything's great. Um, And he's walking down the street where Mr. Burns drives by and they meet for the first time. Sweet dreams. Young man, you have the noble bearing of the barbarian leader working to Torix. Thank you, mysterious weirdo. Tell me, what student government office do you hold? Secretary? Treasurer? Dare I say secretary, treasurer? I'm class president. Go, oh, hot dog. See, how would you like to work for me? Sir, we could start him off in Sector 7G. 7G? Let the Lennies and the Carls of the world waste their wretched lives in that testicle-shriveling torture chamber. Son, you'll be working in Sector 6F. <laughs> so Lisa follows up and says, like, oh, your life would have been the same. You still would have been working for Mr. Burns. But, however, if he had gotten in that, jo- in that safety inspector job for 6F, uh, he would have been better off in his career. So there's that. Good for him. It's true. Also, I just wanted to point out, I'm pretty sure Mr. Burns is trying to either pronounce Vercingetorix or mispronounce it as a working version of that, like working Getterix, but it's awful. They shouldn't have done that. That's bad. I mean, I'm glad that you are calling out all the 
the all the pedants in the world, Matt, and you represent them. I this, really appreciate it. This is Germanic it. tribe erasure, okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm glad you caught it because I had no idea what was happening. Um, but that is not that different from the rest of this episode. I have no. What is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? Wait, are we supposed to know? Because I sure as heck don't I, know. I I don't either. <laughs> Homer's life is better because he's class president. Okay, I can you can ex- I'll, you can explain away. Oh well, more more girls like him because he's class president. He's he's confident, etc. Um, but the 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 birds drives by, notices him, and meets him for the first time. Immediately offers him a job in a new a different sector, but six F, which is again this is all like it's every. I went on a rain about this, I don't know, probably a half dozen episodes ago, a dozen episodes ago, where it's like everything is super ironic and wink, wink and nudge, nudge. Everything's like four levels removed from reality because of South Park and influence of Family Guy. That's what this is. Like, none at no step along the way is this is Mr. Burns and Homer having authentic conversation. There is every single line is a joke and every single joke is delivered like with winking at the camera with irony like oh it's not 7g it's 6f oh no you don't have to work at 7g that's where the lennies and the carls work even though lenny and carl are high school students mr burns doesn't know who they are but that is delivered to make us laugh is oh as that's an easter egg for the for the audience and this again only makes sense if this is homer imagining this because Homer would have present day knowledge and it would explain Mr. Burns talking weirdly and Mr. Burns referencing Lenny and Carl and Homer imagining, oh, my life would be so much better if it was 6F, despite the fact it wouldn't matter. It's the same thing. But again, we are told that this is the truth. The pasta sauce knows all. <laughs> so it makes no sense. Um, and like you said, Matt, we get cutbacks to the present day where Lisa is complaining about all this stuff, which is just them lampshading their own idiocy over and over and over again. And then we have the Italian guy calling her Mussolini and, and, and them ranting about how Lisa complains all the time. I, 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 they, you wrote the show guys, you get to decide what, how Lisa acts. If you don't No, it's them being like, Hey, isn't it funny how we always write Lisa to complain? Huh? Huh? That's what I'm saying, Matt. The winking, the winking, the nodding, the irony, it is driving me crazy. We get back to the flashbacks. The, well, I should say, they're not flashbacks. They are the truth, the true alternate history of the Simpsons, because that is all we are told. Abe is living in the normal Simpsons house. We see Homer drive up to it, park at it, says hello to his father. Abe's in better shape, too, for some reason. Um, and then it we get a, a zoom out to show the mansion, the giant mansion that Homer and Marge live in next door. Uh, and we get a reveal about what their life is now. How you doing, Dad? Oh, I can't complain. And I never do. Thanks for letting me live in your guest house. Honey, I'm home. Where are the kids? You use protection. We never had any. Well, that's what's missing. Our lives would be horrible without the kids. 
Uh, yes, that must be it. This is the best of all possible worlds. Blah, blah, blah. And I want to live in the sauce. If you could live in the sauce, don't you think I would live in the sauce? Stupid. <laughs> I want to live in the sauce, Robbie. This is Homer admitting in front of his wife and children, he wishes his life was different and he had no children. And that he lived in a, a, a giant house and had a better job and was happier. You know, all those things. We got a commercial 18 minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, and when we come back, we're finally working on towards the end. I can't, Matt. Homer. Matt, I cannot believe that this we, this is where we are in the story and there's only two minutes left. It's Indeed. It's crazy. Because the thing is, no one seems to care about this. They all feel bad for Homer and not are not traumatized by his behavior. Because Homer's, we see Homer oh is depressed in the living room in a kiddie pool, uh, just watching no, TV. For doing first, nothing else. Matt, first he's depressed in the backyard in a kiddie pool. Then he's depressed That's in right. a kiddie pool in the living room. Get your facts straight. Of course, of course. So Homer is depressed and, and very upset by what he sees that his life could have been. No mention of the fact that this is just from staring into a giant uh, cauldron of, of, you know, spaghetti sauce or whatever. I, I mean, the cauldron uh, of categorical truth, you mean? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Wow. Simpsons is a D&D campaign. I get mm-hmm. it now. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so the family comes in and tries to make him feel better about this. Uh, and they they take him <laughs> back to the Springfield Wall of Fame. Sweetheart, I think you feel better after we take a little walk. Well, why would you bring me here? It's like bringing Richard Nixon to the Watergate or Kevin Costner to Waterworld. Oh, Really? My own plaque. And one for Vice President Butthead. Cool. Is that why you brought me here, spirits? Yep. In the future, people will look at this and they'll say, whoever he was, he must have mattered. I guess that would be nice. So that's it. <laughs> that's Next it. Up, some kid asked for his picture. Uh, we find out that they, they tore Skinner's uh, picture off the wall and replaced it with Homer's. I don't know who they replaced for Vice President Buttheads. Uh, but that's it. And they walk home. And everybody's happy. What is this? Fantastic question, Robbie. Any, anyone have any uh, you know, suggestions what this might be? Feel free to let Robbie know. I, the, what is this? What is happening? What is going on? What is the point of this? What does Homer learn at the end of this? What, what, what does Homer glean from that plaque? on the wall that the Simpsons, the family literally just vandalized that wall to put Homer's picture there. Nothing. He's done nothing. Nope. Nothing good. What's, but like it just, again, like I was like, I'm befuddled, confounded by the fact there's only two minutes left to go in this episode because there's just, there's just not enough time to get anywhere from what they've done up into this point where the, the act three ends with Homer in despair because his life was better if he had one class president literally by luck. He had lucked into things. That's all that happened. He did nothing. He had made no change in his life or person. All he did was get lucky because some kids played a trick on him that that backfired on them, I guess, because he's suddenly class president. He's popular. He gets a job offer. He gets the girl he wants, which is a different girl than he wants at first for no apparent reason. 
Like they never explain why he wants Marge over Debbie Pinson or whatever the heck her name is. Um, it's all luck. He doesn't do anything. And because his life didn't, he wasn't lucky. He is in despair and wants to live in this tomato sauce. Those are is like literally what he says. He wants to live in the sauce. And then his family show him a plaque they put up there. And he goes, all right, never mind. And then he's happy again. Did I? It feels like like it feels like this episode hit me in the head with a club. I mean, it may well have. <laughs> How you feeling, Brian? I'm feeling like uh, I I don't like this episode, but I don't hate it as much as you do. Still, I mean, I I I just it it just it feels like people keep saying, "Oh, they're going to turn a corner. They're going to turn a corner." I'm like, this is the perfect spot. It's the first episode in HD. People are going to tune in for this. They're going to, maybe the writers and the creative team and as a whole will try really hard because they know there's going to get a lot of eyes on this. But when this episode is such an, a mess and it trades old problems for different ones, like, yeah, Homer is, I, Homer feels human emotions in this. You know, he's not perfect, but he's also like not a just a wacky cartoon character. But then it still has the same old problems of them not having, knowing how to end things, not how to deliver on themes, having just crazy magic happen just to get to story points where instead of them trying, it's like shortcuts again, it's just shortcuts to get to story parts where they don't have to write real substance. Um, I'm just waiting for to turn the corner and it's just not happening. Um, also I, for an episode, this is the first episode in HD. It doesn't look that great. Really? I mean, I mean, the animation is good, but mm-hmm. this is the craziest thing to me. Like for so so long, every episode ended with a big third a third was third act a, a third act set piece. We made fun of it for a long time. And now it'd be a fourth act set piece. But you would think, "Oh, we're going to have HD. We're going to be able to do like bigger things bigger sets make make a big splash because it'll look really good and let's do that i would think that the first episode you would air and this is the first episode in that production run first this is the first episode they made you would think you would put the episode that has some really exciting action in it like that uh, episode we did that had the parkour scenes in it you know homer and flanders doing parkour it made mm-hmm. no, it made no sense it's cartoonish nonsense but it does look really cool I was expecting them to do something with that, like make a big splash with something that looks really exciting. But again, like it's just a bunch of flat scenes with people talking like Homer and Burns meet on the road with Burns in a car. Like, like there's not, there's not an exciting moment here or there's not like you have, again, it's animation. You can make it look, you can have them anywhere. You can have, Okay, I don't know. That's it's not that the animation is bad. I don't mean look bad in that way. I mean like there's no it, there's not exciting staging. There's not neat sets. They they go to Moe's. They go to Luigi's. They look into a pot of pasta sauce. <laughs> there's not sweeping. That's pan- all you need. There's not sweeping panoramas. There's not you know like show off your HD. Okay, all right. That's fair. That's what all my, I, I mean, it's something, something that's I, I, okay. I need, I'm, I'm losing my perspicacity. I need to calm down. Um, that's it. We'll rank this episode of the show. Robbie, is this episode Robbie, is broken? Is this episode broken? <laughs>
No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Yes, of course. Yes, I. Yes, it is. It doesn't have an ending. It doesn't end. Like, it doesn't. Again, they just write these things that tell us this is the ending, but it's not an ending. You didn't resolve anything. You just say it does. It actually. There's no story to resolve it, really. (laughs) Like, you have to decide what this is about. Unless, like, it doesn't. I don't think it knows. It just has a lot of stuff happen, and then it's over. Um, pick a thing. If it is about, is it Homer not never becoming class president? If it is that, it's, oh, Homer actually would have been a good class president. He, there was just, he was just, oh, Dondelier is working against him. Or, oh, people didn't like him for this particular reason. Or he was, like, there's whims of fate changed the course of history. And because of that, Homer's life turned out very differently. Why is Homer upset about his current life? That's not even established. Like, it, that's just assumed that because Homer is married... That's like and, a premise of the episode. That Homer is married and has children, he is unhappy. Like, why does he feel stuck in his life? That is a common feeling of many people. You you get settled down, you have a life to get with, with someone, and you go, oh, what could have been? Oh, I, 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 I feel stuck in... I feel stuck. I feel trapped, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like a very common trope. It's used all the time. You have to establish that, though, and they don't. It's established that Homer doesn't, like... Vance? I've already forgotten the guy's name. Vance. Vance Connor? Vance Connor. Connor. I've already forgotten that. Like, is it... Remember that one, Matt, for trivia. (laughs) All right, good to know. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, It's just, what is this episode about? Is it about... If if the central conceit is... How Homer's uh, life would have been different if he had won an election as class president. Well, then... That's the closest to an actual plot. I think there's something to be said for an episode where a kid who is like Homer doing something that gives him a little more confidence in the little ways that that could improve his life. But I feel like you would probably need to keep that like at the very base level. I keep it like, okay, we'll show him in high school and him doing better in high school. Maybe not like he's valedictorian or anything, but like, yeah, let's grades improve. And maybe like he gets a little, like maybe people, like even his teachers start looking, like looking at him in a different light because, Oh, he's the, Oh, he got elected president. There must be something that I wasn't seeing before. I feel like there's something to be done there. I mean, that's not a Homer episode though. That's the problem. That's the, that if it is, if that's like, because Homer, if this is a Homer, oh, midlife crisis type episode where he's like looking back and going, well, would my life be different if this happened or that happened. It has to have a grander scope. It has to be broader. But it also, it can't have the whole family there. It has to be more like Mysterious Voyage of Homer, where, you know, Homer, he starts questioning his who his soulmate is. So that's the very, the core of Mysterious Voyage of Homer is who is Homer's soulmate. Is it Marge? And that doubt of maybe it's not Marge leads to the rest of that episode where he starts questioning everything. And then they resolve it by by answering, no, actually, Marge is Homer's soulmate. And you would go about it in the same way if it's, oh, my life would be better if I won class president. My life would be like Vance. You contrast Vance's current life with Homer. You show Vance is happy in all these ways. And you show why Homer doesn't have that satisfaction that Vance does in this way. And you could, I mean, like, oh, Vance doesn't have kids or Vance has a job he enjoys or Vance has disposable income that he can spend on things he likes. And you contrast Homer's life. You start off the episode with contrasting Homer and Vance because Vance and, and Homer pinpoints it back to Vance won class president. I did it. We get a flashback 
with Homer looking back at this stuff, maybe Homer imagining this stuff, and then you introduce magical realism. You introduce a character that shows Homer what actually would have happened, and Homer never married Marge. Homer doesn't have kids. Homer isn't happier. And you cut back to present day, you cut back and you show Homer happy with Marge and the kids. I don't like that's the the basic story shape you'd follow. It's not rocket science. No, it's very simple, but that's just not what they want. They want easy jokes and they just basically work the plot to the point where they can put in stupid jokes because that's what they think people want. And that's what they go with the episode. It doesn't need to have a plot anymore. It's funny because obviously the people who started the show uh, left a long time ago at this point, like probably 15, 20 years ago. I mean, Matt, uh, Matt Grading, still, he's still sitting there uh, counting his looking at the checks he gets every week, right? That's true. I'm sure I'm, I'm pretty sure James L. Brooks is dead by now. But if he's not, he's also doing the same thing because I think he was one of the drivers behind the standard story structure the Simpsons episodes followed at the beginning. And as you know, they've gotten further and further away, they've lost that. And now story structure just doesn't seem to matter. We're actually seeing in modern day more of that than we did, but not as much as it was in the golden. Years. James L. Brooks is very much alive, man. Oh wow! Okay, Sam <laughs> Sam Simon did Sam Simon did pass. Uh, but That's J- who I was James L. Brooks is still still kicking at eighty two. Um, I don't I don't know, man. There's like I I don't know. I just think decide what the episode's about. But this is not a hard fix. It's it's very simple. Like they've done this episode themselves. Like we've we said Lisa's wedding. We said uh, uh, Bart to the future. Like those are the similar story shapes. Mysterious Voyage of Homer, if you want to do magical realism with them looking, seeing a future, like it's all those things. But those episodes, like Bart to the Future isn't even good, but it at least has like closure. It has an ending. Ugh. And a point. Even if it's not a very good one. Um, yeah. No. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's com- time for comments from News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Scripts where I ask our patrons over on patreon.com slash the Simpson show to give their thoughts on an episode, leave a review, um, uh, support us at any level, and you can leave a review. Uh, first from Derek, with a switch to HD, how best to usher in this brave new era? Well, by starting as we mean to go on with an insipid, boring mess of an episode. Updated look of the show is the only thing sharp about this, and even then, the visuals just reflect how soulless and bland the show has become with any artistic flair long gone. A what-if episode is rife with potential. We know how good these episodes can be with Lisa's wedding, showing us a possible future for Lisa and Stans as one of the most creative and heartwarming episodes of the series. This episode doesn't have to reach the same heights as that one, but neither does it have to shoot itself in the foot by behaving its narrative around bloody magic tomato sauce. Why do they do these things? What is with the self-sabotage that is so easily avoidable? Ugh, who cares? The writers certainly don't. Uh, From Tim, yes, the visuals are better. And yes, this episode actually is fixable in the sense that the underlying plot of It's a Wonderful Life meets The Simpsons is a decent one. But of course, in the late aughts, the writers can't convert it into a good episode. It's really hoping for some sort of interesting reveal, such as Lenny being married to Krabappel, but all we get is a larger house and a jilted high school lover for Homer. By the way, the standards for Springfield's Wall of Fame seems to be pretty much non-existent. Pretty sure this came from some from sports teams such as the San Francisco Giants acknowledging players are simply with them for a while. Guessing Gannon for this, but not a high ranking. Let's say number 352. Homer went to space. I think he could have been on that Wall of Fame, by the way. I mean, right. that's the other thing they could do, Brian. Like, going back to fix this episode, if you make it about Homer being on the Wall of Fame and not about class presidency or whatever... You right. can use, you end with the family looking. Look at all the things you have done in your life, and yeah. and then they uh, put his yeah. plaque on the wall. <sighs> See how long did that take? 
couple hours. Not Five, long. ten minutes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next from Old Penny Can, Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo Schnurub. It's come to out <laughs> myself as an active member of the NoHomers.net forum during this era of the show. I will tell you, the consensus at the time was that the show took a market turn for the better at the dawn of the HD era, despite some growing pains in the move to the new act structure. Hope that bodes well for the two of you as you embark on this new phase of the series. <laughs> it's just like, as you embark on this new phase of your life. Um, this episode is a real mixed bag to start that phase with. It does tell one all-encompassing story that we get to quickly, treats Homer like a real person with relatable desires and regrets, and it ends with a sweet reminder of the loving family Homer was lucky enough to end up with in, in this life. Fortunately, it also goes completely off the rails with its magical sauce, includes some truly tasteless or just plain stupid gags, doesn't fully resolve the laudable emotional trajectory it lays out. In short, it's not the most auspicious start to the HD era, but it is perhaps one with enough glimmers of promise to give you the same hope that basement dwelling internet nerds like me hovered for the show circa 2009. I don't have a basement, unfortunately. Yeah, it's hard to have those in Texas. Uh, from JJ. I think this episode perfectly sets the stage for the HD era. Inoffensive, mediocre show with few smiles, but not outright terrible like the teen years. They also seem to be very slowly calming Homer down and making him feel like a human being again. The episode is pretty watchable except for the magic sauce. Why not just use a fortune teller like in Lisa's wedding? I don't I don't know, JJ. I'm also glad they went back to the original Simpsons timeline after trying to retcon it in that 90s show. I guess the writers also shot that episode out of the canon. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, they, they, it didn't take very long for them to go, oh. Mm. Um, I didn't laugh much, but I'm also in the camp where I prefer unfunny episodes with a grounded story like this and last week's as opposed to chaotic nonsense with a few good jokes. If the last few episodes are any indication, we may finally be past the era of endless inciting incidents. That is another bright spot. I should mention. Oh, thank goodness. There's not. That's appropriate for y'all's uh, trivia this week. Oh, no. I don't like that. <laughs> not a good I'm not. Finally, for Mr. Simpson's writer... The dawn of the HD era was an exciting time for us because it meant we had so much more screen real estate that we had to write less jokes and could lean more on visual nonsense going on in the background. Yeah, Work I, smarter, not harder. I, I, was, I, I, I respect that hustle. I was going to say, this. I think, like, I'm pretty sure, I thought at first that Mr. Simpson's writer was a parody, but I'm pretty sure he actually is. This probably is Don Payne or one of those guys at the time. Or, <laughs> we were just like, oh, I like to hear uh, Robbie and Matt get upset every single week. That's it for uh, comments for news group. Appreciate everyone who leaves the review and watches these upsets with us. You are the best ever in the whole world. I'm going to just keep in the universe dimension in the multiverse multiverse. Uh, that's it. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what's your favorite quote from The Bullies? Uh, lots of really good, funny answers. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Derek. Does anyone else associate The Bullies more with post-classic Simpsons? They seem to just be shoehorned in at every given opportunity, and I'm trying not to let it ruin them for me in the older eps. I am partial to, you kissed a girl? That is so gay. The writers really <laughs> nailed that dumb mentality of those morons we all knew at school. That episode aired only a few months after I was born in 96, and yet I still encounter those idiots saying things like that unironically years later throughout my school days. Classic Simpsons is timeless. 96. Except from Benjamin. He, he's, he makes oh, he's, me want to learn more about our founding fathers. What? I said he's born, in, born 90, in 96. Born in 96. <laughs> I get, I'm so old. I'm so old. Re please repeat, Benjamin. Join the club, Robbie. I talked, the club. I, I talked over it. From Benjamin. He makes me want to learn more about our founding fathers. To the library. Oh, Curdy. It's a popular answer. 
Yeah. Uh, from JJ. Uh, from the joy of sect when the bullies are stealing suitcases from the airport. Hey, I need to see your claim checks for that luggage. Of course, I have it right here. I'll need to see yours, too. You got it. I'll take your word for it. You're just doing your job. <laughs> All of those emphasis was over punches. <laughs> that's, that's, you did, I hear about it. Hey. Well done. Thank I'll, I'll join quiet in. Quiet as clap. We get a little, <laughs> little bit of, we'll get a little claps. That was, that was good. Your squeaky voice team is exemplary. All right. Uh, next up from Matt. Lisa, nuke the whales. You don't really believe that, do you? Nelson, I don't know. Gotta nuke something. As a rejoinder, no. No, you do not. Oh, come on, Matt. Yeah, you do. You gotta do something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Tim, Jimbo Jones's quote, you let me down, man. Now I don't believe in nothing. I'm going to law school. It never ceases to crack me up. Uh, next up from Matt. Yes, it's Aaron. A tie between you kissed a girl. That's so gay. And Lisa's date with density. And this is for wasting teachers valuable time in Lisa on ice. <laughs> oh, oh, Jimbo gets the best ones. Uh, from Matt Hippie 200, Jimbo, nice PJs, Simpson. Did your mommy buy them for you? Of course she did. Who else would? All right, Simpson, you win this round. Uh, from Matt Disco Stew, to the library. Again. Uh, from Matt G. Wakely, uh, I was wondering, do you, uh, what's your policy on uh, lunch? Of course, being nasty. I want to put the stew in the stew. Go back to class. There you go. Uh, from Matt, the board gamer. Hey, Simpson, your epidermis is showing. Excuse me a moment. Ha ha. Epidermis means uh, your hair. So technically, it's true. Excuse that's why it's me so funny. That's why, that's why it's so funny. Uh, from Matt S. Peter Davis. I don't know. Gotta nuke something. Popular one, it seems. And finally, from Animated TV Blog. Nelson, I'm no hero. I just like to hit people in the head. After Homer says, God bless you, Nelson. Months. <laughs> no hero. Robbie, what is yours? Um, I'm gonna split my answer. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna be big cheaterson. Um, you monster. I'm gonna say I'm. A, I have a a, a a bullies quote, and I have a Nelson quote, and because it's my show, I'm gonna do both. Um, my Nelson quote is, "I said ha ha." <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Yep. <laughs> and my bullies quote is Jimbo, and it's the pajamas quote it is did your mama buy them for me <laughs> of course of course she did who else would who else would you win this round simpson <laughs> you win this round um brian what's your answer okay so i actually i have i have one that like has been mentioned the uh the you kissed a girl that's so gay i say that all the time because <laughs> it's just hilarious and uh and uh, but two that did not get mentioned that I would be remiss if they did not go mentioned. Uh, uh, first off, oh man, my shirt is chafing me. Um, <laughs> Jimbo was making out with uh, Laura. Uh, and of course, my favorite though is because it's the one that almost killed me one time. I was laughing really hard at one point. I have like, I have a really big laugh if I'm like, if I find something really funny. And I was, I ended up having a, a, a an asthma attack during this and so i was struggling to find my breath because i'm laughing so hard and then all of a sudden just in the back of my head i hear jimbo say way to breathe no breath and then i <laughs> laughed even harder <laughs> so i almost died thanks to jimbo jones watch it bart says your soul get asthma attacks it's appropriate in some strange way um <laughs> matt what's your answer my answer is you let me down man 
I don't believe in nothing anymore. I'm going to law school because that's how everyone ends up in law school. <laughs> yeah, you decide to that and greed, of course. You know, there are good layers out there. There are. There's like four of them. I, I, we, one of them appears on the show once in a while, so I would be remiss to say there aren't good lawyers in the world. <laughs> Fair enough. But there's not a lot. He'll probably, def- I mean, I know two good, nice lawyers. Three. I know three. I know three of those four, Matt. Okay. Three of them. All right, then. Um, That's it for our listener question. This next week's question is, what is your favorite quote from a flashback episode? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. It will be tough. There's, there's a lot of good answers. Uh, post this question on our social media at Simpsons Show Pod on Twitter. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And uh, I post it on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard to try and stump the other. I have a two-point lead. So far this wow. season, but unfortunately, Good for you, Robbie, I have a bad feeling about today. Uh-oh. Hey, hey I, I have a proposal here. I have oh, a, an oh, interesting no. proposal. Oh, no. What is this? Uh, okay. So I was thinking, and Matt, you have, uh, we all, you both have to agree on this. Uh, I was thinking, oh, Robbie, God. if you don't know an answer, I can be your phone a friend and I can, and I could help, help get the question for you. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, so that that's for for Matt's questions. But Robbie, if you don't or if uh, you don't get my questions, Matt can steal. For the, that's the trade-off. Yeah. No, no, I don't like that. I don't not. A, I'm, a, I'm a good phone friend, Robbie. I, 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 I know I, things. I believe you are, but I have also have a bad feeling that I'm going to get none of your your questions right, and then Matt's oh, going to steal all I of them. I think you got these. Well, then why should I? Then why should I do it? Uh, I don't. Hmm. I don't want to phone. No. I also. I'm. It's a matter of pride. You know what? I'm, All right. I'm a smart person. I don't need help. All right. I wanted to rattle the cage, Robbie. Come on. I want to have some fun. <laughs> I'm. I. I rankle at change. <laughs> it's true. He really does. I really do. It's, Matt. Will oh, be I know. I've. I've been. I've been playing D and D with him for what? How many years now, Robbie? Two. Three. Three. Something like that. Three. It's been. It's 2019. It was before the pandemic. Yeah, it was right before COVID. <laughs> That was great. Uh, I mean, it was in the old house, so yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Matt, you ready for easy questions? I'm ready. In Lisa's wedding, Lisa marries who? I'm going to be Hugh Parkfield. You got ding, it. Ding, ding. You got it right. I I wouldn't even have asked you get the the last name correct. Uh, well, I, yeah. I thought it was also funny because be I was like, in Lisa's wedding, Lisa marries who? Hugh. You know, it's like, uh, that's a funny yeah. name. Funny. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Your uh, easy question: Who clues Marge to where Homer is working? In I married Marge. That's a. I think I feel like that's deceptively hard because it's it's one of Patty and Selma. I mean, it's really both of them, but yeah. Okay, is it both? You're of correct. Them? I thought it was only one I mean, of them. They're both standing there. Selma's the one who says it, but yeah. Okay. Both I mean, I'll take. I mean, like I was gonna say, like I don't remember if it's Patty or Selma. I know it's one of them. I would have called shenanigans if Matt tried to <laughs> to <laughs> force you to say which one it was. I've got, I've got two no, and a half no, words no. for you. They're, they're both standing right there. Gulp and blow. And blow. <laughs> okay, your medium question, Matt. What word does Hugh and Lisa, Lisa start making out over in the future? 
What? Sorry, say it again. What word? They are debating. They're reading a book together in the library. Oh. And then there's a certain word that Hugh is kind of a snarky about with her. And then they make out. What's the word? That would be stochastic. Oh, God bless America. Yes. Wow. <laughs> You're right. God dang it. Sorry, Robbie. Uh, I, just, I, I, I read that word a lot in medical studies, so it's, you know. Medical? Matt, you're, okay, I don't. You read, why do you read medical studies? <laughs> just, they're linked in, in science articles that I read, so, you know. I, just, you know, just the science articles. The, the heavy, the deep, scholarly articles that Matt reads for fun. What's my medium question, Matt? All right. In I Married Marge, what movie did Homer and Marge see? Uh, that is... Um, the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you are correct. Went too easy on you. You, you scared me there for a moment, Robbie. <laughs> I always like. I, it's just me. Like I always go. Like every single time I think about the original Star Wars trilogy, I have to literally go in order and name all three to get to remember which. Like, oh yeah, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I have to do it in order every time. It's like singing the alphabet to myself. Right. I have to do it. I don't know why. Um, your hard question, Matt. How many films are in the Jim Carrey marathon Hugh and Lisa attend? Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say 13. Brian, do you have an answer? I have no clue. Seven? 40. <laughs> oh, my 40. God. <laughs> <laughs> they must not have realized how uh, he would drop off in production. After well, that. it's the... I, it's. I really want to put together that... Uh, that um, that playlist and see like okay which 40 movies of his would i pick 40 classic jim carrey i mean it's called the 40 classic jim carrey films or something like that he did have that one big year was it 96 that he had uh was it ace ventura uh hit three in one summer that were like just all bangers have you watched rewatched Ace Ventura lately? Ben? Oh no, I have. I, uh, I, I no, we should not because I know about. The, I remember the ending. Oh boy, who oh, boy? But low, like, I don't remember. I, I don't even think it was Ace Ventura. I think it was uh, what you once liar, liar. There was one that he did three in a, a three one summer, and they were all really good. Fortunately, this is not a Jim Carrey podcast. Um, <laughs> welcome to Jim Cast. Oh God. Um, did I? Did you ask me, Matt? Have I had a hard question yet? Have I, I have not gotten my hard question yet from you? You have not gotten your hard question. Please yet. give it to me. Your hard question: What fraternity was Smithers and the other power plant applicants a part of? Okay, well, there's only so many Greek letters in the alphabet. Um, I know one of them repeats, or I want to say like it's three Greek. I think it's three, and then two of them are the same, but I have no idea which ones. Uh, Zeta Zeta Tau. I don't know. You're close. It's Alpha Tau with no points. <sighs> That's fine. Brian, I know you have questions for us. You're a quiz master. I sure do. All right. Uh, so for y'all's trivia questions, I'm going to read you a description of the opening scene of an episode. You tell me the title of that episode. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Robbie, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. All right. Robbie, you're easy. Easy question. Mm. Uh, March, Homer, and Maggie are driving in the snow to Springfield Elementary for Bart and Lisa's Christmas pageant. I, is, is this like the obvious answer? It feels like it is. Um, yeah, it's an easy question, Simpson, Robbie. I'll, Simpsons I'll roasting on an open fire. Thank you, Robbie. Yes, I, it's Simpsons roasting. I was like, I mean, like, but it's just like, there's just so much. Um, That's why I try to be as specific as possible. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Uh, Matt. 
Uh, Kent Brockman does a personal interest story on the self-made man. Seeing the report, Mr. Burns tells Smithers to hire him as executive vice president. Uh, that is Homer's enemy. It is Homer's enemy. Very good. Uh, Robbie, your medium. Mm. Marge catches Bart writing his name in wet cement. That could be... Oh, my God. I feel like my brain's rotted. Um, Marge, be not proud. It is. Can I steal? Not can I steal? Marge, be not proud. I mean, it's not worth any points, but go ahead. I believe that's Lemon of Troy. A part of us all. A part of us all. Uh, a part of us all. God dang it. Uh, all right. Uh, Matt. The Simpsons attend Cirque du, du Pire, an acrobatic circus that is blown away by a sudden storm. Oh, man. Um, God, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That is Skinner's sense of snow. Oh, that's the, God, that's, that's the, right. the blizzard blowing in. Oh. All right. <laughs> that's a good noise. Robbie, I have reason to believe that you'll get your hard one, though. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. I... I, I your heart, I mean, I thought you would get your medium. Yes, but... <laughs> like, well, thanks. Uh, your hard question. Homer builds Marge a koi pond for their anniversary. Um, The frying game. It is the frying game. Good yeah. job. Oh, <laughs> too easy. <laughs> All right, Matt, you're hard. Homer tells the barflies a three and a half minute long story about Bart digging a hole and the Chinese government spying on them. I believe that is... Uh, um... I'm going to get the name of it wrong. I just know it because it's the one where Mar Mo goes back to bartending school. <sighs> What's that episode titled? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to say Homer the Mo, but I know that's not right. Homer the Mo is correct. Oh, thank God. Makes oh. no sense because he's only a bartender for a few minutes. But Dang yeah. it. <laughs> Man, I felt like I was going to get a big lead. You, you could have. Uh, if you'd gotten Lemon to Troy. I, I I knew it was an episode where Marge is disappointed in Bart. I don't remember which one is which. <laughs> I don't remember the openings of them to, to be to be specific. Uh, but Matt and I both got seven points this week, so I still have a two point lead. I'll 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 take it. A tie is fine at this point. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, we that's it for trivia this week. We move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode. With. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode. Ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. Oh, no. What does that mean? Uh, because of just the awfulness of in the alternate uh, timeline of Patty no longer being gay, I'm going to say this goes beneath There's Something About Marrying. I don't even remember what that one is, Matt. Okay, but that one has <laughs> one a where man... Patty marries this, that one has a man pretending to be a woman to marry a woman. Yeah, man. There's now. I'm gonna over. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Absolutely I'm with, not. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with, oh, come on. I'm with. I'm with Brian on this one. Um, I'm with Brian on this one. I would say. I would put it above Robbie, that. Robbie, they it's, see an alternate reality in pasta sauce. I understand that. I'm not saying this episode's good. I'm just saying it's better than that one. Um, I'm I'm looking at numbers. Okay, give me numbers. Don't give me episode titles. That's not going to help me at all. That was three twenty four. <sighs> okay, maybe I don't. Yeah. Which one's the old man and the key? Is that the one with with? That's where they take away Grandpa Grandpa's car? car. Yeah, they took away. His... Yeah. It's not a. It, I don't know. It, it's like a lot of these episodes in here are all just a big mess of 
um like how much sense do they make how much fun are they are they do they have jokes do they have plots um i was looking at other season 20 episodes to give myself an idea i think this is i think this fits between make room for lisa and marge simpson and screaming yellow honkers i don't think so i think okay. it's better than that like i don't know okay. like not much better like i don't know like i that those are i think the the i i think that this i don't like this episode just is nothing to me i don't like it just has nothing it's not funny it doesn't have a plot really it, it, like the hd stuff is all that sets it apart it's just so nothing and like i'm trying to set that apart from like these episodes that i do like homer simpson and kidney trouble like i don't like it but i remember it like it has stuff in it, it has jokes that i actually remember laughing at um like or saddle sore galactica which is like oh yeah that's the you know it's the duncan the, the horse episode the elves and stuff furious d furious d but i remember it and i remember the things in it like and i'm i don't know i feel like i'm slowly moving over the edge the zany scully years being better than this which i don't like that i don't like that <laughs> about myself if that's if that's gonna be the case um homer simpson this is your wife what is that this is your wife. This is your wife, which is a very similar title to. Oh God! Why do they do this to us? Oh, it's the Ricky Gervais episode. Oh, I hate that episode. Oh God, that episode's terrible. <laughs> this is better than that. Uh, uh, that's what I was going to say. I think it's like just above. It's in the next tier up. I think uh, the Wandering Juvie is better than this one. That's three fourteen. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. I think I think Wander Juvia is better because at than least this. that it, that gives us a good, interesting, like a, at least somewhat interesting guest character. Homer, Marge, Marge, and Homer turn a couple That's play. True, yeah. Which one is that? That one is they help Buck Mitchell, Tabitha. God Almighty, the episode's bad. I think that's oh, good. I think that's a good comparison. Um, I think this episode is just better than Marge and Homer turn a couple play. I would put it right above it and right below Magical History Tour. Let's do it. Sounds what are you, good. Is you, you okay with that, Matt? I'm totally okay with that. Okay. It's not it's above there's something about marrying, which you were very adamant. Uh, I know, I just really hate this. I mean, it's it's again, I don't think the writers thought about that joke more than one second. They went, that is a funny joke. They don't view it I think it's important to remember at this point in the show, they do not view these characters as having any kind of actual character traits or permanence. That's true. They are just joke delivery devices and sure that joke's offensive. But there, it it was one of many jokes that they went. Who cares? You know, who cares? We just need a joke. What's a joke? Oh, that's a joke. It fits. Um, God Almighty. All right, that is take my life, please. Number three sixteen on the list, right below Magic Lister Tour, right above Homer Marge and Homer turn a couple play. It is a new number one twenty five in our post golden years ranking. First place is still Homer's enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day, which who knows if we'll ever get something as bad as that again um well, i hope not <laughs> i hope so too we're not done though we have one more thing to do one more question to answer that question is do we shoot this episode out of the cannon i refuse to keep this i I don't care if it's the first hd episode like sure it's like that's important or whatever i don't this is i don't want to remember any of this 
There's nothing in like I said, there's nothing No, it's it's pointless. So you know what fire we say? the cannon? Yeah, we say fire the fire the cannon. Goodbye. Goodbye forever. Take my life, please. And sure, it's the first HD episode, but guess what? There's about to be hundreds more of them. Um, We've got a long, long road ahead of you. <laughs> Our next episode, speaking of, is called is is called How the Test Was Won. I remember that one, too. And that one I don't remember being very good. Oh, yeah, so- Brian, I'm, I'm impressed because I don't know what any of these season 20 episodes are. Uh, so I remember this one because it has to do with standardized testing. I also watched these episodes probably the most of the hd era simply because i had the blu-ray set i had like i just gotten a ps3 and i wanted to i wanted to play blu-rays and so i ended up watching this one a whole lot when i was in college and yeah that one was about standardized testing and i remember it being like oh this is ridiculous none of this is accurate to what you know standardized testing is and all that uh and also this one that one is weird because there is a montage of clips from previous episodes that are not hd so it's so like you have like a weird hd like start to it and then like very early in the episode there's like a non-hd montage i can't wait i'm so excited it's real weird I'm that's next week. I'm so happy. Oh yeah. Um uh this is when we plug things. Brian, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, well, uh, check out Dueling Genre. It's um uh the uh the podcast network I'm a part of. I don't currently have anything any podcasts on there right now. Uh but we I I'm always, you know, being the podcast hobo guesting from show to show. Uh so you can, you know, check out some of the shows I've been on there. Uh I recommend currently right now franchiseography is really good. It's you know, a series that explores, you know, franchises one movie at a time. Uh they're they just wrapped up I or I think they're like in the middle of their Jurassic Park uh, uh series right now and I was on for Jurassic World where I got to talk a lot about theme parks because, you know, that's the one where they actually have a full theme park there. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, also follow Dueling Genre on Twitter. I'm, I run the Twitter account. So, uh, yeah, go give us a follow and be nice to me. One of the 14 Twitter accounts Brian runs. I, I, run, I have a lot of Twitter accounts on my phone. I'm, I'm well aware, Brian. You, you notice trends, too, between all of them. I don't know if you pay attention. Yep. No, it's oh, it's totally true. It's like a little Easter. If I, if reward, it's a rewarding experience for a Twitter follower. It, it feels like you know it's part of the greater uh, B B T U, the Brian Twitter universe. Uh, excuse me, sir. That's British thermal units. <laughs> Don't make me kick your ass. Is that your best? Is that your hand kill? That's, that's my hand kill. Right yeah, now. I mean, okay, it's I've, not I, terrible. I watch children all day, Robbie. <laughs> I can't be on all the time. Are you sure? I podcasted about this terrible Simpsons episode for two hours. Terrible now. Ooh, we got it. <laughs> we got a word out of him. It's terrible. Okay. Uh, we are on our website, the Simpsons show.com. It has links to everything, our Twitter, our RSS, our Patreon. If you want to help support the show, we'd love that. We'd appreciate it so, so much. Uh, you get access to a bunch of bonus stuff, hours and hours and hours and hours of me and Matt Blabbin. And always, there's always new stuff every single week. Me and Matt are relentless. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Darman. My website is RobbieDarman.com, which includes links to purchase all of my novels. Uh, my newest is called Killer Hockey Mascot. It's about a killer hockey mascot. It has a killer hockey mascot in it. Uh, if you like Gritty and the idea of a hockey mascot that eats and devours people, 
and be some blood and chaos it is a book for you you should go buy it or read it on amazon kindle limited wherever those wherever you like to read books you can find it um matt does not participate in social media you will not find him uh that is accurate i spend all of my time taking care of kittens of which now i currently only have one two three only six in the house at the moment uh, and you can see the most adorable kittens ever at Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, you can see the newest additions, Dewey and Lewis, who are very, very, very loud and have uh, trouble with this whole eating thing. But uh, don't worry, we're going to make them fat. That's what we do. Did you just say Huey, Dewey, and Lewis? No, no. Just Lewis and Dewey. Apparently, there are beaches in New Jersey. No Huey, unfortunately. All right. Um, you guys just, this is the mad experience, guys. Just want to, like, make this very clear. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.